0: I just thought of an acronym. Lay it on me. BLOW. BLOW. (laughs) Yeah. Right, what's that?
1: James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to episode fifty. Yep, that's five O uh, of Freedom Ocean, your favourite internet marketing podcast. I am one of your hosts, Timbo Reed. Right there, James Schramko. How are you, mate? Good, Timbo. How are you going? I am very good, very very good. And uh, mate, we're going to get straight into this. This is we're going
0: to do a role play. Oh, what are you reckon about that? Sounds like fun. I, I never know what to expect on these calls, and that sounds like a great episode. So the planning
1: of this episode was all about the fact that uh, everyone, or well, not everyone's saying, but there's a lot of people out there saying, is SEO dead? You know, and is, is, the, is the idea of backlinking, you know, still a good idea and, you know, but it all comes down to the big question of how to get to the top of Google. So I'm going to be the business owner and you are going to be James Schramkoe. Okay. You okay with that? Can you be yourself for I'll, once? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> do you need reminding what that's like? No, no, it's fine. What I'm is that, that like? Role. No, no, no. Don't even go. There. That's a that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> be, being James. What, what's that film? Being John Malkovich. Being James Shramko. How about you do that? Why do you? I just could do that, of, mate. You love the video these days. I, I just there's a whole series there of being James Shramko.
0: Well, I do have fly on the wall in Silver Circle, which is me documenting what I do every day. So it's very close. If I just flick the camera on, I guess that's the next state. Maybe I wear cameras on my head or something.
1: I I was in uh, one of those GoPros. Yeah, that's the one. Which which my son just tapped me on the shoulder and said, that's what he wants for Christmas. Which, can I just say, um, he is 16, so it's like about time. But it was the first time that he he indirectly acknowledged that Santa didn't exist because he asked me what I was getting him for Christmas.
0: Nice. Well, it's sad. Well, I've got one of those cameras, Tim, and I was out there filming a bit of archery with a stuffed teddy bear on the front lawn. Shooting at the teddy bear? Yeah, in 60 frames per second, and it looks fantastic on slow motion. You can see the arrow coming in at the side, and then it has this little flex in the arrow, and then the... Teddy bear does a little backward tumble, and the arrow deflects off. I could probably post it up to our blog if people are interested. Did,
1: oh, mate, they'd be hanging on the edge of their seat. I'm sure. Um, did the teddy survive, or what's
0: the state of the bear? Teddy's in great shape. hasn't uh, hasn't sustained any major injuries. Uh, just a little, uh, a little bit uh, worse for wear on on the forehead.
1: They're good like that, Teddy's. Um, mate, what was the GoPro on on your head?
0: No, I, I actually. Mounted it on a, uh, a target, which was right near where the teddy oh, was. Oh, right.
1: Well, this is the first episode of being James Shramko. I don't know how many people tune in for the second, but um, <laughs> that's an insight right there, you know. <laughs> now, mate, this is a, this is silly. This is, if, if you've just tuned in for the first time to freedom Motion, tune out, because clearly this is just a silly show about nothing. But let's make it about something, James. So, mate, I am a small business owner, uh, online business, bricks and mortar, doesn't matter. And you know what? I just want to rank really well, like page one, all my mates, all my colleagues are saying I must be on page one of Google. Uh, That's where the real game is. And if you're not on page one, you don't exist. And they're telling me that I just need to get a whole lot of backlinks to my site and it'll be happy days. Is that the case?
0: No, it's not the case, actually. Hmm. So lucky, lucky because it would have been a short episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, uh, we have to question our assumptions. So Tim, are your mates just surviving on this single strategy of ranking at the top of Google? Is that how they work at the moment? Is that why they're telling you this?
1: Oh, these, these make-believe mates, you know, let's, uh, you, know, they, they really they're just operating on hearsay.
0: Right, so Tim, why did you come to me to ask me this question?
1: Why did I come to you to ask you this question? Because I reckon you can tell me you rank pretty well on Google for various for various things, uh, and I've got a feeling you know part of Google's secret source.
0: You're right. In fact, there's about uh, two hundred plus things that they're looking at, which they do not publish. So at best, it's a guess, and that's why coming to someone like me you're getting access to a whole lot of data that other people don't have. We have around 3,000 of our own websites and hundreds of customers, so we get to see all this information. And we've got a pretty clear indicator as to what is working and what things can get you into trouble. But one thing your friend said is pretty accurate, that if you do have a top listing on Google, that can improve your inquiries, it's still one of the number one sources of information. And the best thing about it, if you do it well, if you build your website up to sustain a top ranking, then that is a long term payoff for a little bit invested up front versus some of the mm. other methods. You know,
1: you know how um, you, you said there's like 200 bits of, I guess you're referring to the algorithm,
0: yeah? Yes.
1: You, you could, could you summarize it? I, I did once, it was about nine months ago now, um, see a really succinct press release or blog post from somewhere, can't remember where, but it said, Google wants relevant, unique, consistently fresh content, and they will will reward you for it. And I thought, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. That's just kind
0: of, that's what you'd expect. Is that a good summary? I'll give you a summary. It's just don't try and manipulate them and give them what they want. And if you think about what they want, the answer lies in that. They want yeah, yeah, someone- but hang
1: on, hang on. That's, yeah, that's okay. Well, don't try to manipulate. Yeah, obvious. Um, well, give them what they so, want, well. You say obvious, except- Well, okay. Yeah, um, I, I know what you're going to say. Well, the, There's a lot of people trying to game the system.
0: Well, everyone thinks it's about backlinks. Backlinks, just one element of how you might have your site appear at the top of Google, but there are other elements that people seem to ignore.
1: I just thought of an acronym. Lay it on me. Blow. Blow? <laughs> yeah. What, what's that? Back, well, if, if SEO was all about backlinks, it would be backlink op-
0: optimization. It would be. See? I'm on top of my game today, Yeah, you, you should set up an SEO business. You've got it nailed. Nah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I call it blow.com. I know what kind of traffic I'd be getting.
0: Okay. <laughs> so what does Google want? They want a relevant result and to have a relevant result – One of the indicators of a relevant result that Google might take into account is how many sites are linking to this website because like a voting system, each link pretty much represents a vote for that website. Didn't take long till people figured out that you could manipulate the ballot box and encourage lots and lots of links to be linking to this site. So one of the major things they changed this year is to put in a filter that pretty much says hey, you know, if there's just far too many links and they really do look a little bit unnatural and contrived and they all have the exact same words and they all point to the exact same page, then I think we'll discount that. And it looks to, to us like we're being manipulated and that may not be relevant. So we'll, we'll give that a little bit of a, a discount and we'll look at other factors as well. So, things- so, so just, yep. just
1: before you go into other factors, so the backlinks are still important, they're just not as important.
0: Backlinks are still really important. However, it's just there is no shortcut anymore of just whipping over to your local public blog network and ordering a 1,000 backlinks. It's, that is no longer going to get you the result that it used to get.
1: Mm-hmm. So you've got to roll up the sleeves, identify networks or websites that have a relevance to your site and create uh, leave a post, leave a guest post, leave a comment, somehow get a link on them. correct?
0: No actually, I think that's probably a hard way to go about it. It think felt hard. again. what does Google want to come up in the search results? Oh you tell me they want a relevant result they want a good yeah. website. So start with the site. The first step most people should make is to just put amazing content on their website because what happens naturally, which helps you get a good score, is that other people start linking to your website because it's good. You just referenced before this great post that you remember that broke down the algorithm. If you like that, you would probably tweet that or Facebook or Google Plus it or put it in your LinkedIn membership Mm -hmm. or talk about it in your podcast and then other people find out about it and come along to your website, that particular website.
1: Okay. So what you want to do
0: is actually start with the end in mind. Google want a good, relevant result. Give them good, relevant content. Let other people help you share that because they'll link to it and it's much easier for people to link to this content now that we have Facebook and Google Plus and LinkedIn and Pinterest they will do a lot of that heavy lifting for you. But if you put out crappy content or your site looks like poo, then they are not going to bother. (laughs) So that's the starting point. So one of the things we filter for with our SEO business is we actually now check someone's website before we work on it and we let them know if it's even deserving a good rank. Because the days of a site that doesn't deserve to get ranked, being able to be ranked with a few quick links here and there are totally finished. What you really want is a strong foundation and then there are things you can do to make sure that you get good, relevant links from other places aside from what people will naturally give you.
1: Can I, can I give you an example? Like on my other podcast, Small Business Big Marketing, I, I was – the episode that went up this week was all about franchising, right? So in writing the show notes for that episode and completing the metadata for that episode, I've got one thing going through, and we've had this discussion on a previous episode, so I kind of know what the answer is, but it's interesting revisiting it in this context of SEO. I'm writing the show notes and the metadata with going, you know what, I know that most of my traffic comes from searches around small business marketing, yet all my show notes that I'm writing and the metadata was all about franchising. But that's what the show, that was what the that episode was about. So it's like it made sense for it to all be about fr- franchising. But part of me was going, no one's going to find me if they search around small business marketing. Do you know what I mean?
0: I do. So what you want to do is make it relevant for the human and make it easy for the search engine to understand what your website is about. So when you say metadata, we... Mm-hmm. We could pull the phone book out and slap you over the head with that and what does that mean, Tim? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I'll take that beating. Behind the scenes on your website are certain things that you can add fields that help the Uh, search engine, see what your site's about. And the best one that you can adjust is the title. And the next best one that you can adjust is the description. And that's where having an appropriate, relevant description and title for your website will help them understand what it's about. At the same time, it's humans who buy from you. So you want them, if they're cruising along and they see it, to be compelled to engage with that. So let's imagine the description is about how you can grow your business faster using franchising techniques. You've still got a word that's relevant, franchising, and you've still got a compelling thing that most business owners would like is to grow their business faster. So you Mm -hmm. can actually appeal to both of those in a title and in a description. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Keep going,
1: mate. Don't, Don't stop for me.
0: Let's answer the question first. SEO is not even close to dead because business owners will continue to want to be on the first page of Google because Google is a monstrous sized search engine. It owns most of the market share. It is worth playing and it does get results. And the new rules are simply no shortcuts, no free lunch. Start with the good website content, then Make it easy for people to share your information and at the same time, be sure to syndicate your website to the various places where people are. In other words, you're putting little signboards up in the popular places pointing back to your website so that it's easy for them to come along and find it and then become part of that ecosystem.
1: Okay, let's just break those two things down, mate. Easy to share was one of them. Yes, um, and I'm sure that's more than just putting a Twitter button at the end of every post. So let's let's break that down. And what was the second part of that? It was syndicating. That's a phone book. Uh, you've beaten me over the head with one for metadata. <laughs> syndicating is just, you know, you've just syndicating means you
0: that. put syndicating means you put your content in multiple places. So you you actually share it yourself into other platforms. Platform could be a techie word there, uh, but let's just say we're talking about your website. It'd be good to announce when you've put new information on your website in related marketing channels, such as pop a little note up there on YouTube, uh, talk about it on Facebook, share it with your LinkedIn group, put a little nice picture up from the post on Pinterest, uh, pop it into your Google Plus stream, and point back to your site and say, hey, I just put a new... Video, or I just made a new podcast episode, or I've just put a great article about the seven things that you absolutely must do if you're considering blah blah blah. And okay, yep, so, so so because that seems to me
1: a bit like sharing, um, but no, no, because what you're doing is saying make it easy for others to share, but then make sure that you, the creator of the content, also shares. So, yeah, putting it on your Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, etc., just on that. One of the other things that always plays in the back of my mind, can you just notice that this has gone from being a role play to being me? <laughs> <laughs> I can no longer hide behind the, the imaginary business owner and his mates. I've
0: drawn him out, I've drawn yeah, him out. Yeah, correct, us. correct.
1: So, so, mate, you know, just uh, syndicating content into other places. You know, to me, I always feel like there's hundreds of other places, yet we seem to focus, and, and, you know, you just mentioned those top five that we all know, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Pinterest, your Google+, Plus, your Twitter, right? But it feels like there's hundreds of other places which we could be also leaving
0: our trail on, you know, syndicating too. Is there? That's true. There are that it's actually probably millions. Well, that, that's stressful. That's 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 reason for anxiety. Well, it's not because it's the same as when you get dressed in the morning. There are hundreds of thousands of possible combinations of all your shirts, shoes, belts, pants. But not you if you're Steve say, Jobs. Yeah, you just say, you know what? I'm just going to run with uh, this, that, and that. You know, it's a law of diminishing returns. There are the big players, and beyond that. All the extra effort gets you such a little extra result that it's just not worth it, so just go for right. just go for the easy pickings it It literally is like me walking out into my backyard. I have an orchard here. I could just reach up to the tree and grab the ripe orange and just pull it off the branch and eat it, or I could go and get a bucket and a stepladder and I could you know fossick all the way through the tree and like fill my bucket. But after I've eaten a few oranges, you know, it's really not going to have any extra – it's not going to change my life and I'm certainly not going to set up a fruit barrel out the front. So there's no point going beyond the first layer.
1: Hmm. Okay. So just – so okay, even though there are millions of places to syndicate your content, are you saying that the 80-20 rule applies that 80% of the action is on those five places that I mentioned earlier?
0: Yeah, Surely plus a not. couple of other little things like press releases. By using a few select syndication points, you can access most people on the planet.
1: Hmm. Okay. So you reckon a press release, well, that's a whole, we've, we've spoken about press releases previously, and I must say that article that I saw in Silver Circle um, about press releases maybe be uh, declining in popularity kind of, um, I thought was interesting.
0: That's maybe a discussion for another time. I'd love to have that discussion because I, <laughs> I've been uh, – well, we do about six, seven press releases per day, so I'm quite au fait with that topic.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you are. So, well, I'll, I'll just mark that one as, as one we got to, as a discussion we've got to have. If we – we had that? I feel as though we've had it already, but again – But it's changed. It's,
0: it's changed, Tim. Um, it's, a lot has changed with press releases in the last month, so it is timely –
1: Okay, cool. Um, Okay, so syndicating content. Now, let's just—I think we've covered that. Feel like we covered that. Is there a process um, for? I tell you, like when when I put out an episode of Small Business Big Marketing, you know, I'm off to Facebook. I'm off to LinkedIn. I'm off to here. I'm off to there. Is there, and I do it very naturally, every post is tailored for that environment. You know, the LinkedIn post is generally different to the one that I'll put out on Twitter, is different to the one I put in my Facebook, um, which is kind of nice because it comes naturally. But
0: is there a more efficient way of doing it? Well, at least make sure you have a checklist so that you can systematically hit the main touch points in case you forget one. So I have a checklist. I used a checklist until it became habit. And then I taught my team on the steps. That's what's in that own the race course. It's actually my checklist, racecourse.com. And you're doing it the right way. You should actually handcraft each syndication yourself as the blog owner. As, and I do that for super fast business. And the easiest way is to have one of those sharing widgets that has all the little things at the end of the post or beside it. And I literally click on the Facebook share and then I click on the Google plus and then I click on the LinkedIn and then I click on the tweet. And some of th- some of the other ones are automated. I-, I do manually go to my email list to send the email. I manually uh, go to my fan page and post it there. And some things are automated. Every time I do a new post, automatically, my team will write a press release about it to announce that post. And that just happens. And I'll, the next thing I'll get is an approval. I'll check it. I'll say approved. And then it gets syndicated via the press channels. And, and then, uh, of course, the video has already been put there by my team. The iTunes is already put there by my team. So those things automatically happen. And then in the background, my Scribd account is generating a weekly PDF from my blog via an RSS feed. From oh, Z- now you Yeah, Zion Pal yeah. does this. And I talk about this in things like Traffic Grab too. And the whole time, I've got a continual Facebook advertising campaign which runs off the most recent post that I do. So I'm careful to put pictures. And then, of course, we Pinterest the post, uh, manually Pinterest it uh, with a, an apt description.
1: Hands up, listeners, if you're having a meltdown or shaking your head going, you know...
0: If you don't want I to do, do any of this, this? stuff... All you do is you just give us the video or the audio and we do everything for you. (laughs) We have a done for you service. (laughs) So back to the role play, I would say, Tim, the best way to get really good sales from your business is to have the phone ringing or, or the website form filled out. And a good way for that to happen is for people to find your website and look beyond just Google. Get into Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, press releases, Pinterest, LinkedIn and Twitter as well and you don't have to worry about all that stuff. All I'm looking from you each week or each month is a three to five minute video or a uh, 15 or 20 minute audio podcast show interview tips whatever you just give us that piece of content and we'll make everything else happen for you and that I believe is the future of tapping into multiple traffic channels. Google is great, but you'll automatically get good SEO as long as you're building on your website and your your site is structured well, the content's good and you're now getting other people talking about your content.
1: Hmm. Gotcha. Can we just um, get some clarity around making it easy to share, making content easy to share? Because clearly that's about having buttons, the right buttons in the right places, isn't
0: it? That's step one, but there's a very important step. Ah, what's that? Ask people to share it. Mm-hmm. So quite often in my videos, I'll say, could you please comment below this video? Uh, what will you be, like my last video, what will you be stopping doing? So, that you can get a better result and people comment. But this is the telling thing I had a dozen comments on my blog, but I also had it on Facebook and I also had it in my forum. These are other places that I syndicate the same video. So, oh, and I also had about a dozen people hit reply to my email. So, I had somewhere around 50 responses, but from four different marketing channels. So, I am actually reaching people wherever they are and that's really the important thing if you want broader reach go where they are put it in front of them but ask them to do something ask them to comment we should be saying hey if you like freedom ocean could you go to itunes and leave a comment and we'll read out our comments each week we should be doing that to feed up the comments because that actually helps the iTunes ranking and that gets more oh, people yeah, seeing yeah, our show. Yeah,
1: that's, that's an example of asking people to share, specifically on iTunes. I don't reckon iTunes pay any attention to feedback, but I could be wrong. But um, I've thought about that long and hard, and I think um, feedback on iTunes is one thing that is really easy to game because you can just get a whole lot of people leaving a whole lot of feedback.
0: I think that feedback will help an iTunes ranking because it might encourage someone to subscribe and that will increase your downloads, which I do think triggers the right. ranking factor. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So indirectly, it's good. Um, okay, so asking
1: people to share buttons in right places. Mate, is this this discussion around, um, around getting to the top of Google... Should we be doing this for every bit of content we create, like for every blog post, for every podcast, for every video, for every infographic? Do we, should we go through this
0: process every time? Well, it really depends how often you're creating content and what result you want. Um, hopefully a big point that's coming out here is that business owners are obsessed with Google and that's great and it's still a good game to play. However, if you take a long-term approach, you're going to get all of these things. So if you do only create really good content, and if you do ask people to share it, and if you do syndicate it, and my case study site is a perfect example of this. It's been going for maybe six months. Today, we just hit 50,000 YouTube views. We're getting about 1,000 podcast downloads a day. It jumped up to page rank three on its first PR update. It's got about 1,600 pages indexed in Google. My list fills up about 30-something subscribers a day, and it is a snowball that is powering my business. And I think every other business should be seeing what I'm doing on superfastbusiness.com and getting somewhere close to that. If they can, they're going to have a great business.
1: Hmm. Fair enough. There's a case study right there. So
0: don't be obsessed with Google. Google's a byproduct of doing the right thing to get sales. Okay. What should you be obsessed with? You should be obsessed with solving problems for people, making really good solutions, and having other people so impressed with that that they share it naturally. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another example of this one of the reasons my site has started to really pump up lately, and also Freedom Ocean is a good example. Freedom Ocean doesn't have an affiliate program. We haven't done paid ads. What it does well is it has a sticky audience who come back each time and love the show and talk about it in forums and on podcasts and they mention it. And it's actually, we're doing some old school branding here. I think branding is going to be a big element of SEO because people searching for Freedom Ocean are definitely going to see us pop up. Number one, because we will have the strongest brand value for that particular phrase. And isn't it better that someone's searching for Freedom Ocean instead of uh, Internet Marketing Podcast? Because mm-hmm. we can outrank anyone for Freedom Ocean, but would have competition for Internet Marketing Business Podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So make Absolutely. good stuff. Or as uh, there's a post on thinktraffic.net and it's write uh, epic shit. i like that well the fact is we're mentioning it here and that's exactly what the whole point of that article is do something so uh like seth godin did nearly a decade ago with purple cow make it remarkable that's the legacy i want to have online i want to have good stuff i continually every single day i get emails from people saying i follow your stuff i love how you direct straight to the point you're not hypey, you've been around for a while, all the stuff that you're putting out's good. And where you know, where do I sign up? What's the best program for me? We've gotten past that trust hurdle. There's no hard sale, there's no hype. People come to me, they ask me, What's the best way that I can solve their problem? I tell them, it happens and the business grows. So I think this is important. If a small business is listening to this, they have a two-page website, it's time to fatten that up, put some frequently asked questions, stick a glossary on it, make some illustrations for your customers, show people the result of what you do, show them how they can get a better result when they engage your services. Give them how-to guides, mistakes, uh, consumer guides, and uh, calculators and widgets and videos and audios and really ignite that site with just stacks of really great content, it will automatically start to get found and shared, put those social widgets on it, spread the news, talk about it on Facebook, just get engaged and start that market leadership process. And Google is going to give that site favor over all the little thin websites with two pages on it because it deserves to rank. That's the whole point. It deserves to rank well because it is good, not because you've tricked them into thinking it's good. That was beautiful. There you go. <laughs> Mr. business owner, are you ready to get started? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. No, no, but I get
1: that. And you know, you you know what? You know, when you per- when you personalize what you're talking about, it makes sense. Like take all this online discussion offline and put it in the context of being with a group of people. Like imagine walking into a party where there's just a whole lot of people that you don't know and if you, if you apply the same principles as we've discussed in this episode, you're going to have a greater chance of, of leaving that party having made some new friends.
0: Yeah, and I was you- it's just thinking like the analogy of backlinks. Um, the way that people used to do backlinks where they would say, just go out and get a 1,000 backlinks with the same phrase all at once, right? It would be like walking into a party with 10 bodyguards who all point to you at the exact same time and go, hey, there's Tim, he's awesome. And you would like, what? Yeah, <laughs> As no, opposed to that. a much work. more relevant way of getting links. If you sent people, you know, if you sent 10 people into the party one at a time and they're good quality people and, and they say, hey, you know, I'm a business guy but gosh, this guy Tim, like since I've taken him on board, my business has really increased. And they go, all oh, right, Tim, Who? Oh, Tim Reed, he'll be here a bit later. You know, you should, if you see him, say hi. If you've got 10 different people with slightly different ways of saying that type of message and then you turn up to the party, they're all going to come to you and say, hey, uh, Tim, yeah, do you reckon you could help me with my business? Because now they know you're an authority. They know that you can solve their problem. They've heard about it from a few different places, from people they trust. That's what you want to do with your website.
1: Mm. Good analogy. I like the offline stuff. Speaking of creating epic shit, um, I interviewed Tom Dixon from Will It Blend yesterday. You know that Will It Blend video series? Yes, it's famous. It's famous. Famous. It was crazy. It was like weird having him, and it it was particularly weird because it started off as a video conversation. They thought it was going to be a video interview, so um, I had a video chat with him first, and – I mean, that's a guy that's creating epic shit every couple of weeks by blending something
0: dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so interesting and compelling. And um, I imagine Google would like that too. It's like if someone wants, to, if someone types in, will it blend? It would be interesting to see if he comes up.
1: Yeah, well, it would. I imagine he would. I mean, I haven't tested it, but um, we're talking about a guy who's getting. Like he puts up a video of blending, you know, for those who don't know what we're talking about, like this is a guy who owns a blend company called Blend Tech in America and his major primary marketing strategy is to put out a, a YouTube video every couple of weeks where he blends an iPhone or a brick or a hockey puck or just weird stuff that you wouldn't think, wouldn't think would blend. Um, but he's getting mate like, um, one, two, three million views within 48 hours. And, um, from the time, the very first video he put up, Generated a thousand percent increase in sales, and it's just gone nuts ever since. So, um, that's an example of epic shit. One of the problems, one of the issues that I have saying go create epic shit is that that's an incredible pressure to put on a business, a small business owner who's in the business of selling widgets. You know, um, we can't always be expecting to hopefully, we'd all love to create the next iPod, but it ain't going to happen. So, Epic is a big ask.
0: Yes, unfortunately, not all businesses are going to be able to succeed and not all businesses deserve to. Mm. By the way, I just did a little check. Will It Blend is absolutely smashing the first page of Google. (laughs) (laughs) His own website, (laughs) his own videos, his own Wikipedia reference. Um, And the fact that we're talking about it is just exactly what I'm talking about here. He's gone out and solved the problem. I'm I'm actually pretty confident that the blender that he sells must be pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, he's an engineer by trade, at dyslexic
1: and attention deficit, high attention deficit disorder, which he, he told me right at the top of the interview, um, which is kind of interesting. So you can, people, anyone listening can catch that interview on smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. But that's a, that's a class, that's extreme, it's extremely epic, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So, how can an average person create epic shit? Well, firstly, they don't have to do it themselves. They could have someone do it. You could definitely hire a camera crew or a production thing, come in and make a documentary or go and interview your customers with testimonials, or you can mail your customers a little. Camera as a gift and ask them to send you a nice little thing. In my own community, I've asked people to submit videos about how they're using my product and what they like about it that I can intersperse into my news videos. And also, you can just flip on the audio or the video. Uh, you could make screen cams, you can make tours. People are fascinated by reality TV. You don't have to be super high production values to create this stuff. So, you could have it created, you could create it yourself. You could even use the credibility from other people. You can use other people's information and uh, report on it. You, you know, for, If there's a video on YouTube, you can probably embed it on your site and say you're a lawn care company or whatever, you could go and find a lawn care product uh, from, I know, Yates or something and then embed that video on your site and just have a little post about it. Say, you know, here are some ways you can improve the quality of your lawn and make it Lush and Green uh, found this nice video on how to do it. And then underneath the video they could say, if you'd like us to pop out there and have a look at your lawn, check out our free lawn care checkup and have a big button and a call to action. So you're leveraging off someone else's uh, production values and, and their work. And still being able to create something that is more than the guy next to you. So you just have to do a better job than the guy next to you. And most people mm. do a lousy job. In fact, fifty percent of websites in fifty percent of businesses in Australia do not have a website yet. So I think we're at the cusp of something huge, and uh, it's encouraging to see. Since I published my own, the racecourse. I asked people show me your own the race course implementation and we're seeing our friends you know Jake with his travel industry he just took the first the pre course that I did called authority leverage and just ramped it up and I see outback operators doing this and I've I've seen um, own the race course applied for lots of different industries real estate as well uh, Japanese language it works for any business and It's a matter of being brave enough to flip on a camera and talk to your audience for two or three minutes. And if you can do that, they'll really appreciate it and you do stand out and it it taps into all those different mediums. So Mm -hmm. that's beyond SEO, but it's definitely going to get you a good SEO result.
1: Schramko, it would appear that SEO is not dead. Uh, what a wonderful summary you've given of why it's not dead and uh, what we can do to make sure that every single one of us as business owners um, rank really well on Google
0: and beyond. Side note, Now, I- just side note there. Since the shortcuts got slapped down this year with the disaster of the blog networks, uh, all the, the, the cheap and easy tools stopped working, a lot of the SEO operators have just vacated the industry, uh, not not providing service. Our business is actually month on month increasing in uh, in the slash SEO is dead era. Uh, it's stronger than ever, and I think that we still haven't even got started. I think it's just going to be such a a big thing, and it's it's moved towards the content. Just move move all your efforts onto your site. And let that take care of the off-site stuff a little more.
1: Mm, well said. Now, um, I've just captured there's a couple of episodes of being James Shramco that have come out as you've been speaking. One was the teddy bear archery, which um, <laughs> is, is a definite. The second one is I just want to see you wandering through the orchard, maybe in a toga, uh, sandals, sort of a straw basket on your side. Um, <laughs> but there's a couple of episodes there for
0: sure. It's just more content. More content, that's it. And we'll be actually uh, publishing Freedom Motion more regularly now, which is we great. We will. Oh, we keep saying that. You can promise I won't, but we will. We will. <laughs> well, I'll turn up. I'll
1: turn yeah, yeah, up. You, you could turn up and, and jabber on, but no, that's that's for sure. Come uh, 2013, mate, we never make these dates sensitive, except it is Christmas time. Um, what, are you going to back off your, your 12-hour days on Christmas Day to what, what 10, 10, 11
0: hours? No, I probably won't. I won't go online on Christmas Day, uh, most likely. That's usually. Don't uh, believe you. <laughs> I, don't know, it's, I, I just hang out with the family on Christmas Day. What do you want for Christmas? Uh, you know what? I, I, that's a tough one to answer. Well, I was like, um, Amazon vouchers. i a-
1: speechless, everyone. There it is, question of the year. What do you want for
0: Christmas? (laughs) And he stumped. Well, I have everything I want except for I still have to get my Ferrari 458 Italia, not quite there yet. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it would be nice to buy an island. Really? Yeah. They're pretty cheap. You can get a pretty decent island in Australia still um, with a few acres
1: yeah, I think it'd be cool. You yeah. can. I mean, they, they are, I was talking to someone. Um, I spoke last week at the International Sailing Federation conference at Sandringham Yacht Club, and I was. And then that night at dinner, sat next to a lady who lives on the Wit Sundays, and. Um, she was telling me, I can't remember the prices. But, you know, prices of islands up on the Sundays are ridiculously cheap. In fact, Lindeman Island, which is an island I only stayed at two years ago, now closed. That's what happens when I stay on islands. They close shortly <laughs> thereafter. But um, it's um, it's sold for like $8 million and it had a full Club Med resort on it.
0: Yeah, that, that is really not a lot for an island like um, Lindeman Island. Mud is not
1: It's literally It was had You know A lot of rooms A few couple of pools Big golf course It even had a circus school So um, Where would your island be?
0: Well It'd be be up on the the North coast of Australia Somewhere And uh, You know Like you don't You don't even get much of a House for four or five million dollars In the nicer parts of Sydney These days So an island is still Good The, The main concern I have Is internet connection But it could hardly be worse Than where I am now I'm sure
1: by the time it comes, it comes. You come around to actually buying your island. They might have figured that out. Don't know, um, but um, okay. So you still haven't answered the question though, which I'm not going to. I'm not. I'll wrap up this episode once you tell me what you really want for Christmas. You can't have your island just yet or your Ferrari. So what is it?
0: Well, I got, I've already got my iPhone five that came through. I've got my iPad mini. I, I think uh, Amazon vouchers so I can buy Kindles. I know I'll be consuming Kindles. I love those things, so th- I'll be happy with that.
1: Okay, so Amazon, so you can buy Kindle uh, books for your Kindle, right? Okay, yeah, for my iPhone. All right, mate. Yeah. Well, love your work. Um, lovely to connect and uh, and get through a topic that I know has been on many listeners' minds and and other people's minds. So I reckon this will be. A quite a shareable episode, James.
0: Hey, we should say, yeah. If you like this episode, share it. Uh, let's see if we can buzz it up a bit and uh, and make it a self-sourcing pudding. Yeah, wow, that
1: and butterscotch at that. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, love your work, mate. See you next time. Thanks, Timbo. See you, mate. Bye.